Hello, Screeders. It's been a minute. I've been in a horrific funk. Maybe I'll talk about it at the end of the episode. But I do have some content for you, believe it or not. I got to play in a few games. One that has been avoiding me for quite some time, so that was a bonus. And another sad, sad news. I hope you're all doing well in this second month of 2023. Two, two, two. In fact, today is February 2nd. Thursday, 2023. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sat-nav man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. First off, my apologies to callers. I know that I have some calls. They get popped into my Discord, but... It's been a few weeks since I got them, and uh, I lost track of them, which is no excuse, and I apologize profusely. I, I'm i pretty sure I have one from Carl about Traveler and Behind the Claw, and another from Jason, but I don't remember what it's about. But let's uh, update everyone. I have not done a Dungeon 23 since... I don't know, the second week of January. When the funk happened, I just let it go. I don't push it. I'm not going to have these obligations that aren't really uh, obligations wear me down or weigh me down. That's one of the things that I do. I make sure that I'm doing the bare minimums, like continuing to breathe, get out of bed, do the necessary things around the house, and I'm not that great at them and go to work and try to make money. Those are the things that I pretty much have to do right now. Anything else, I just kind of let fade away, and hopefully I can make up for it. And make up for it soon. I know that we are getting closer and closer to the Cinerarium of the Sin Eater, or I don't know what it's going to be. Shadows over the shadow. Shadows under Shadowspine Mountain. Maybe that? You like that? I don't know. We finally decided on a size, and now my cover art is going to go into quick production. Uh, the editor and layout guy is wizarooing about all that. I'm going to do some more content, I think. And I would like to have that ready by North Texas. I don't know if I will, but I'd like to take a few copies. Maybe Black Blade will want to sell some. and Yeah, I'm hoping to have a few things like that. Further, as another hey, this is what's going on. I want to make sure everybody knows who might listen to Random Screed, but not to other shows, that uh, there's a contest going on at Nerds RPG Variety Cast, and uh, it kind of centers around... Uh, I'm sponsoring it, so if you don't have any of my PDFs, you get them. I might just send the PDFs to everybody who enters, which is what I've been doing most of the time when I'm running contests lately. And... Uh, all you have to do is stat up your favorite fantasy, sci-fi, whatever weapon. It doesn't even have to be fantasy or sci-fi. If you like one of the guns from 
One Million Bullets, Six Gun Under. I can't remember what the name of that comic is. Anyway, mostly the episode revolved around uh, the sword and the sorcerer, so Talon's sword, the tri-sword, or Cromwell's ass-kicking sword, or, you know, whatever you want. Uh, the glaive or the chakram from uh, Lucy Lawless. I don't even remember what the name of the show is. Yeah, anyhow, do some of those. And if nobody does, I'm going to do like 10 of them, and I'm going to put them in a PDF and send them to everybody. And maybe I'll do that anyway. So, on with the show. He's dead, Jim. That is something a little different than what I heard the other day during my Valley of the Manticore OSE game on Thursday nights. It was more like, you're dead, Jim. So yes, Alad, the snake serpent. The snake serpent? The crimson cloaked priest of the death god Ouroboros has fallen to a giant scorpion. We'd have two character deaths in the campaign, both to giant scorpions. I have some thoughts on the matter, and uh, I'm glad I waited. I wanted to talk about them right away, but I feel like the more anxiety I'm holding, the less trustworthy I am in other GMs. Maybe the less trustworthy I am in myself as a GM. I'm not sure. But I know in the past I have sort of derided random encounters if they are done in a way that removes story. Of course, in other hands, I have applauded random encounters that help create emergent story. There's a fine line here, and I'm not even sure if it's subjective or objective. Most likely, the former. I think different people have different thoughts on what's the right amount of random encounters and what they're supposed to accomplish as a tool in the toolbox of the GM in old school and modern gaming. first time that Alad was taken to zero hit points, it was by Knowles in the great Knoll battle of Heroes Ridge. The second time and final time, it was, <laughs> it was by a giant uh, scorpion in the temple we call the statuary in Valley of the Manicorn. It seemed rather anticlimactic after we had just done a massive battle with uh, like a scorpion centaur man, and it was not played by the rock, though it should have been Yeja Brony, but it wasn't. After some time passed, I wasn't, in some ways, I do emergent story through character play. 
as well as emergent story as a GM through uh, open table play usually. But so when the story of the character ends, what what do you do? I don't think you can help that sinking feeling of failure somehow, like you did something wrong, even if you didn't. That's the laws of the old school game of the OSR. I don't even think I've said OSR that much on this podcast lately. But it happens. Your characters are going to perish. What do you do? Do you make another character with a similar vein that keeps up the story? A lot had a story. He was trying to save the fort in the valley from the Manicore and the people that used it. More the people that used it than the Manicore, though. He would never back down from fighting the Manicore. He did pick... He was a proselytizer about the Grand Orbis, the Great Red Serpent, and picked up followers. And one of them became his new... My new character, Tufet, who has, when he finally became a first-level character, he had a three-strength. So, what do you do with a three-strength? In some ways, I wanted to punish everyone by not continuing that story, not even playing the game. I didn't want to punish them, honestly. It was just like, have I lost interest in the game if I'm no longer looking at it through the lens or through the pages of the story that I had been writing? Not literally, but metaphorically. The group is one that I haven't had the chance to game with in a very long time and really seems to do well. The majority of the players are focused and they actually want to make each game if possible, which is not necessarily that easy to come by in a face-to-face game nor an online game, so that's something to be cherished. So I didn't want to lose that. But I didn't really have another great idea. I'm also a little concerned with the quote-unquote firepower of the characters. Uh, the setting is pretty difficult in OSE. Of course, it depends on how it's ran as the GM. But, I mean, you're often fighting these giant scorpions or similar creatures. I mean, we fought... All of these have saber eye poison, I believe. They have... Giant cobras with saber die poison. It's just, you know, you're often fighting gnolls. Turn right onto the I-80 West ramp to Moline, Rock Island. Bugbears, and uh, this may be at first level. So it is a difficult, difficult game. But that's really neither here nor there, is it? I don't know. I think we like it. I think we enjoy the feeling of victory once we have them, no matter how small. Because they are normally hard fought. In 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 the end, I did take Tufet and I decided to use his charismatic ability to begin to form a little army. The first order of business was the funeral procession of his mentor Alad through the fort so I kind of came up with some ideas of what that might consist of. And at the same time, another player character decided they wanted to try and get up into the fort to talk to 
Mossack, who, who had been barricaded within by troops of the master car caravaner Sundu Zara. So we actually used the funeral procession to do this. Now, Alad was more of a righteous, might makes right, see how awesome Ouroboros is kind of guy, fairly straightforward, and didn't really want to uh, you know, let his morals be eroded away by the other characters and their wishes and doing things that were more underhanded. He would rather take them straightforward uh, with a, a novel idea or a strength of might. Alad, on the other hand, is more devious, and as long as the ends are met, they likely qualify the means. So we used the funeral procession as a distraction to get into the... Now, of course, I was working late, which I want to do, especially lately, which is surprising. This was supposed to be our dead time, but I've been working very late many, many times, and uh, more often than not, I'm dialing into the games that I'm getting to play on my phone, which leaves a little bit to be desired, but I'm glad for the opportunity to play it all. But there's a speed trap ahead. What I should further mention is that another one of the characters was taken down to zero, but uh, made their test. So this is a lot of times that characters get taken down and have to make their role. And this is a traditional campaign, not an open table game. So to me, they're a little different. It's a lot harder to keep a traditional game going when the only story really revolves around the characters, not a particular setting. Though this may be a little different because the setting is through the Valley of the Manicor. So perhaps, uh, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Is it more acceptable to have multiple character death in an open table West Marches type game? Or is it just as good in a traditional campaign? I don't know. I think I'll hold off on any more tales which you fed and through the Valley of the Manicor because I'm really curious to hear what you think about it. How do you deal with character death in your games? Oi, lastly, I got to play Boot Hill 2nd Edition. Gave me an opportunity to tell my great story from uh, Steve Winters that I heard at North Texas last year, which brings me to another sad point. I am not a special guest at North Texas this year. I was so obsessed with it last year and excited, and I totally asked multiple times what it was I would have to do to continue being a special guest. And I was heard, once you're in, you're in. You don't have to do anything. You know, you're already done enough. You are uh, some of the new blood we're trying to get in. And then this year when it came out, nope, didn't make the list. Because they said they could only have so many each year and they have to rotate them. I get it. 
it is what it is. Still going. Super excited about the number of people that are going that I know. So it really should be maybe my favorite ever event con that I've been to. So North Texas, looking forward to it. I also, like I mentioned, I got to play Boot Hill, Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast, and uh, Josh Graveslug from uh, Clerics Wear Ringmail, Audio Dungeon, and my own Gamerhood Discorders. Made it. We got to play. It was interesting. I really, I really can't say that I loved exactly the way Jason ran it, but he was really trying to show off the system. So he wanted to do a few different things. And I kind of liked the way the whole thing happened and went through. And I would be interested in playing, uh, my character Arlo again. He was a fun guy. (laughs) Not really, but a fun character at least. And, uh, don't like the unarmed combat because it's, Talk about emergent it, because you don't even know what type of attack you're making. You get to pick a, either one ta- grapple table or punch table. And the grapple table is kind of a mixed martial arts table. And the punch table is just some different punches that only do a few hit points and maybe have an effect as a bonus on your next round. And that's it. It's a 2d10. And you have to 50% of the chance times you're going to miss and have no effect. And then the others, you will have a small effect. Because, like, my character Arlo had 19 hits or something like that. They would all come back within an hour. Or per hour. I don't remember. So, you really had to pick up a weapon to change that. And then the weapon could do some different things that uh, were more likely to cause more permanent or longer term, I shouldn't say permanent, longer term effects for the brawling. So not that impressed with the brawling. It really kind of reminds me of, of the second edition D&D, AD&D, sorry, where I think that's similar ideas for brawling. But personally, not a big fan. I liked the... Uh, scenario a lot. I really did like that. It felt really Western to me and in a more of an open range and less Silverado feel, which trust me, I love both movies, but I kind of, I kind of had, I think I would use a different system to do cinematic. Uh, This reminded me nothing of the old days of playing Boot Hill with my father, which is the only game he ever ran. And he didn't even run it for nerds. He actually just thought it was a board game, I think. And we would fold out the map, and people would come and visit, and there would be a robbery. And I think you could play either the townsfolk or the robbers, and it was just like a skirmish game, which is what uh, Jason Connerly often refers to it as. So there, I've played Boot Hill. I'm looking forward to play Boot Hill 3rd Edition, which is actually the version Stephen Winters wrote. And... um, CraigBrasco.com has been really pushing that idea of playing that. I have a, a paper cover back. I have a paperback. I have a real tree version, so I'm kind of pumped about that, and I'm looking forward to it. Otherwise, I just want to tell you all that uh, you should try to stay alive. Depression lies. It comes at you under the guise of many things, but in the end, 
it really is just a life sapper. And know that and have your plans in place and uh, stick to them. Don't let the depression tell you things that aren't true. If you're not unsure, then ask someone. And if you need help, get it. If that's me, then it's me. DM me. I'll talk to you. I'll do whatever. I'd rather have my friends alive than miss a couple hours of just talking. Or however long it takes, it doesn't matter. So this message brought to you by our sponsor, Jason Hobbs. Stay alive. you got a job to do. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Yeah, fire is on the chance. The depths are full of cheer.